Distance balls. Sure, they go far, but do they do anything else? The new ERC Soft does. Callaway completely reinvented the way a distance ball performs. Engineered with a new, fast, hybrid cover and a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core, it's a new kind of distance ball, one that actually feels soft and spins more. And once you're on the green, ERC Soft's triple track technology will help you dial in your alignment. Get Callaway's longest ball with soft feel today at callawaygolf.ca. One of the most prominent names in the first week of the federal election isn't even running. Ex-broadcaster and far-right activist Faith Goldie has been the subject of back-and-forth accusations between the liberals and the conservatives. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. National Post reporter Joe Breen walks us through why this controversial figure has even popped up in the campaign and what the politicians are saying about her. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to fill out the survey in our show notes, and please hit the subscribe button, leave us a rating, and a review. I don't ask for much. So Joe, for people who don't know or people who don't follow far right personalities, who is Faith Goldie? So many people will know Faith Goldie not from the subculture of far right internet stuff, but from mainstream politics campaigns such as the current federal election and uh, the most recent Toronto mayoral election in which she was a candidate. She uh, was once a TV journalist, quite prominent on Sun TV and later on Rebel Media with a right-wing slant. Uh, the um, She's uh, described herself as uh, that network's token young person whose public image has dramatically changed. And it changed primarily around the time of her coverage of the 2017 Unite the Right rally in uh, Charlottesville in the, the United States, where she revealed herself as uh, quite supportive of the far-right movements that were rallying there, going so far as to appear on a, what was called the, the Daily Stormer uh, YouTube show, which is uh, explicitly white supremacist. That led to her being fired uh, by Rebel Media. Since then, she has struck out on her own, cultivating an image as a, a militant, a traditional Catholic, promoting the conspiracy theory of white genocide, and quite recently getting herself kicked off of Facebook for uh, basically for for hate speech before she figured in uh, our current campaign. You have someone who, because of her own activities, has become quite toxic and not the kind of person that you would assume that mainstream politics would have anything to do with. So why is she still around in the national consciousness? No one wants anything to do with toxic personalities unless they've been hanging out with the other guy. And that's kind of what is happening here. Faith Goldie becomes a very convenient uh, smear of a political opponent. And I think we can trace this current uproar about her to the promotion by the liberal candidate, Miriam Monsef, of a uh, video from a few years ago um, in which the conservative candidate, Justina McCaffrey talks with 
Faith Goldie about a possible bridal dress show. Uh, McCaffrey is a designer of uh, wedding dresses, and on this video, she describes Faith Goldie as her friend. This was promoted uh, by the liberal candidate and her party as uh, uh, something of a scandal for the conservatives, which they treated as a scandal. You can see video online of uh, McCaffrey running from a CBC reporter to avoid being asked uh, about the association. Now, these things have a tendency to backfire because mm -hmm. there was also a intriguing tweet going around from Goldie herself referring to uh, the one federal leader who has taken her out for drinks at the Chateau Laurier. Uh, nobody thought that was Andrew Scheer. And <laughs> lo and behold, uh, does seem to, to be Justin Trudeau. And so now both parties have used her to smear the other and been, been the target of smears by the other. So she suggested that Justin Trudeau took her for drinks at the Chateau Laurier Hotel in Ottawa. When did this supposedly happen? Well, she didn't say initially, and she deleted the tweet. It was then re-promoted by the political strategist and consultant Warren Kinsella, who likewise sometimes seems to be at the center of some of these most scandalous episodes, um, at least in how they're talked about on social media. And, you know, people get intrigued by that. Uh, we at the National Post are well aware of, uh, of Faith Goldie and her activism and her candidacy. I covered her uh, lawsuit against Bell Media for refusing to run her ads when she was running for mayor. Earlier this year, I uh, had a chance to ask her about about this episode and to hear her description of uh, of having drinks with Mr. Trudeau and having him pay for for them, which just this week the the party specifically denied. As Goldie tells it, this was in about 2010. Michael Ignatieff was the leader. Justin Trudeau was a, a clear contender, uh, and there was a biennial convention at the Chateau Laurier in. Ottawa. And as she tells it, Trudeau tried to get uh, Goldie, then a, a student of politics at the University of Toronto, not at all uh, associated with the far right or white nationalism. She was there on a media pass as an interested participant in the convention. And uh, she tells how she and two, two of her Girlfriends met met Mr. Trudeau. He he tried to get them into a sweet party, didn't work. Took took them to the uh, Zoe's Lounge, which is the main bar. Effectively took them out for drinks, which is what the party denied. Uh, and she tells a story of uh, them discussing reproductive rights and abortion, and Mr. Trudeau getting very uh, worked up about his defense of of abortion rights. And we were unable to nail down exactly uh, who those friends were. Goldie kept some of those details private because one of the one of her friends uh, is in public life and declined to speak to me. So we are left with two contradictory claims. You've got Goldie saying it happened, the Liberals proactively saying it didn't. So what did Andrew Scheer have to say about this whole drinks accusation? 
So he's the one who brought it up really into the mainstream. This was one of those things that had been circulating sort of in the depths of social media. My account that I've just given you of, of that meeting was was buried in my notes. We had not reported it. It was not yet relevant. It really rose to the top of the political new, uh, news agenda when Andrew Scheer, uh, he, he was in the midst of a discussion of some of his candidates who had had uh, what have been memorably uh, described as as bozo eruptions. Um, several of, of his candidates have uh, had controversial social media posts unearthed and put to, to them, and Sheer has had to walk this awkward line. Some of them he would forgive. Some, uh, at least one candidate, was removed. And in the context of talking about that campaign strategy, he flipped it on to uh, Mr. Trudeau, and he referenced Trudeau's ethics violations as as found by the the ethics commissioner over his holiday with the Aga Khan and over SNC-Lavalin. He mentioned some other things, and then he mentioned he would like a, a, an explanation for whether he had drinks with Faith Goldie. And that was clearly meant to evoke scandalous connotations, both of romance and of racism. And I think it did. And it caught everyone's attention. So you have Andrew Scheer, instead of, you know, trying to suggest that, look, this candidate's video with Faith Goldie is a few years old. This is before any of her really kind of nasty public statements were on record. She doesn't really have anything to apologize for, for being in a video with this person years ago. She may not have known these views. Um, they have said that this person hasn't seen Goldie in a, in several years, although it may have been more recent than that. So instead of doing that, the conservatives thought it would be a good idea to toss it back in the liberals face with this accusation about drinks. And, and how did the liberals respond to that? Well, the liberals responded by referencing the, uh, the fact that the conservative campaign strategist Hamish Marshall, uh, was involved in the rebel media outlet uh and as such was partly involved in 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 hiring faith goldie and uh making her a prominent figure so it's it's uh ra- rather than shrugging it off as as the non-scandal uh that they might have described as you put it you know it's a doubling down effort to go back even further to a to a time when when she was not yet known to hold offensive views, uh, but which still stands up as, as some kind of a guilt by association. Now, that what that guilt is, is never specifically spelled out. The Liberal Party did not go out of their way to say why it would be wrong for a liberal politician to have drinks with the political science student. Uh, they didn't say mm-hmm. why it... Uh, um, uh, why why it would compromise the candidacy yeah. the name is enough the the fame that she has since acquired uh and the toxicity as you put it is strong enough that those details fall by the wayside and you end up having a day maybe even two days of the campaign that are fully chewed up by uh the question of who's closest to faith goldie now, this isn't the first time the liberals have tried to use uh, Goldie as 
something with which to hit Andrew Shear and the conservatives. You know, you you look at social media and you see people who reference Hamish Marshall's association with Ezra Levant and the rebel, and they try and use that as something to hit him with. And even the United We Roll pro-oil convoy, people have criticized Andrew Scheer for the fact that he appeared at the wrap-up rally in Ottawa, where Faith Goldie also spoke. What have the conservatives said about any association with Goldie, other than trying to throw it back at the liberals this week? Well, nothing much, because the the United We Roll aspect was uh, almost self-evidently an unfair accusation. It it was a guilt by association play. Sheer did not share a platform with her, as has been described. That protest movement was one of those things that pose a great risk to a second place politician, which is what Andrew Scheer was at the time. He needs attention. He needs to be in the news. He needs to be out speaking to the people who are active and protesting and care about things. And so big protest movements are attractive. They help him get onto the front pages. But that one was particularly tricky because what was you know, cast as simply a, a an oil industry advocacy event started getting some uh, uncomfortable associations on the populist w- wing of Canadian politics, including as far to the right as Faith Goldie, uh, and she s- spoke there there too. Now, I was in Ottawa that day. I know there were thousands of people, and there were many different speakers, and and. Uh, it's uh, it's sort of reminiscent of the time when liberals would uh, would be snapped with a gotcha photo for um, having a Tamil Tigers uh, uh, flag waved behind them. It never meant that they s- uh, supported the the terrorism of the Tigers. It meant that they spoke at an event um, which attracted many different people. And so I I think the conservatives were you know keen and mostly wise to to ignore that association. Uh, but once you have this whole best friends bridal show thing, uh, then if you're holding a, a drink state in your back pocket, that, that might be the time to play it. Well, it is definitely a, something unexpected and a bit of a curveball in the opening week of the election campaign. Joe, thanks for your time. Thank you. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama. Additional production from Scott Gill. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest, Joe Breen. More from him at nationalpost.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. <laughs>